Goosebumps number five, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb by R.L. Stein. What will wake the dead? Something dead has been here. Gabe just got lost in a pyramid. One minute, his crazy cousin, Sari, was right ahead of him in the pyramid tunnel. The next minute, she disappeared. But Gabe isn't alone. Someone else is in the pyramid too. Someone or something. Gabe doesn't believe in the curse of the mummy's tomb. But that doesn't mean that the curse isn't real, does it? Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. Curses. The curse of the mummy's tomb. The curse of the mammy's tomb. <laughs> Gone with the mammies. Um, we Mummy are, dearest. We are introducing um, a classic monster here at Goosebumps. We are. We at Welcome here to Deadcast. Here at Goosebumps. By the way, welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and this is my brother. I'm Daniel Montgomery. And listener, we are so glad you are here with us. And just honestly, listener, beware because you're in for a scare. Pretty much. That's our main sort of goal here. That's my motto in life. Um, um, we want to give a shout out to Ashley Edwards, who loves this book. Hey, Ashley. What up, Ashley? Eltinge Terrace. We miss you, Ashley. We love you, Ashley. Shout love out you so to much. Elliot, who remembers reading this one. Good going, um, Elliot. Uh, we've been talking more and more about the podcast as we've been gaining subscribers. And 13 and a half thousand subscribers. People who are really into the into it, and we're so Lucky excited. 13. And a lot of people have commented about, oh, Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, you're doing the mummy one. Yeah. We want to talk about the cover of the book? Let's talk about it. I, I love, love it. the it's cover so of the book. It's so straightforward. It's just a red-eyed, creepy picture of a mummy. That's it. It's it, perfect. It's gorgeous. You can feel Slow those... Slow and steady wins the race. You can feel those wraps just falling off. Mm. Just feel them dusty in your hands. Those glowing coals of eyes. Ooh. I think the mummy's super cute. Like a little sexy, really straightforward. Gorgeous. Like just like a little, little button of a nose, no mouth. Just giving that... Um, like Imhotep realness. Yeah, give him that, that priestess Kala Pharaoh Khufu realness. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Oh, Princess Khufu. So I gave this. Okay, so listener, um, if you haven't listened to us before, um, shame Welcome. on you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and um, this is Matthew over here. Matthew MSM. Matthew Scott. So I I DMM Daniel McHugh Montgomery. Danny Mac seven six nine. Follow and, me on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, and follow Daniel on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Bye, you guys. And don't forget, be big scary. Well, I should have done my tongue twisters before this. Oh, I should have my vocal. Red leather, yellow leather. You know what my favorite is, right? You know you need unique New York. No, it's Mother Pheasant Plucker. We, we've done this on the podcast already. We have? Haven't we? I don't think so. No, I think we have. We've done them? I think you've said the Mother 
I can't do it either. <laughs> Should have done mine. Should have done mine. Just sit in solemn silence. I think, did you say that before? I'm a mother pheasant plucker. I pluck mother pheasants. I'm the most pleasant mother pheasant plucker that's ever plucked a mother pheasant. I already said that on this podcast. I think you've already said it. I don't think I have. Other, or it was a dream. It was a bad dream. And Lord knows I have plenty of those. I had three bad dreams last night. Are you serious? Yes, I did. They were awful. And they were like normal, real world bad dreams. Not oh, like those scary. Are the worst. Not like scary fun, like monster. This was just like real problems. <sighs> Ugh, I, will take, I will take mon- I, I will take monsters over real problems. Any well, monsters. You know what? This this book is actually a nice mix of real world problems and and scary stuff. Because there's like parents bleeding and kidnapping and bleeding, things like yes. that. Yes, we are at book number five. We are still very early in the series, and it still has a little bit of that dark. It's really it's kind of more adult. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. where there are serious things happening, like kidnapping. Yeah, like some legitimate really kidnapping. It's scary. Yeah. So let's get and the parents are more involved. You know, like there's like an adult figure who's in peril as well. Yeah. As opposed to just like just the kids being like, I swear something's happening, and the parents are like, Yeah, "Yeah, right, you dumb old kid. What Matthew was going to say about ten minutes ago now was that he gives each book a grade. It's true, and he gave Curse of the Mummy when originally when he read it when we were young. And no, this was a few years ago when I read this. This was a few years ago? <laughs> we were still young. We're still young. That's right. That's actually true. Um, and he, what did you give it, man? I gave it a C plus. Gave it a C plus. Now, after rereading it recently as we did, would you still give it a C plus? I would. I would stick with a C plus. Stick with a C plus? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. I think this book has some really spooky, scary it moments. It does. It does. But it also has stuff. a lot of moments where I'm like, what? Yeah. There's a couple where I can't wait to just delve in. To and spill sh- the tea because. Let's just, let's just. Let's I, I, sometimes re- listeners and readers, when I, when I read these books and there's a moment of confusion, I'm like, I can't afford Dion just to explain it to me. <laughs> because it's so confusing. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I take copious notes and I try. I don't. So I just, I scribble my chicken scratch. It's embarrassing. Just in front of us right now, Dion has a word document that lasts forever and ever it and ever. It's so embarrassing. And I have some dumb little legal pad with just like two pages of scribble scrabble. Oh man, I much like the basement in um, Stay Out of the Basement and the basement in Say Cheese and Die. I am confused about some of these tunnels we're going through. I know, right? How everything is set up. RL. Well, let's just start. Let's just let's just dive right in. Let's just start from the beginning. When I started reading this book, I just found myself really. Really thirsty. Oh, I need a glass of water. Let's have a glass of water. Oh, this is oh. the very first oh. line of this book, and we will do what we always uh. do at the end. We'll we'll do it at the end, right? Yeah, we'll read. If you hear if you hear this, the squeaking, it's because I'm Maddie's in a squeaky in a squeak old chair. chair. We originally tried to record this in podcast the in my basement. Yeah, we thought it would be scary and spooky and appropriate. Yeah, to record it in the basement, but there was this eerie noise in the background it was like some someone or something we couldn't quite figure it out so we came up to the second floor of daniel's house right now no, to do my this. house is second floor and, and i'm about to take a drink it of was water. a lot cooler in the basement actually i guess heat rises or whatever science who cares so boring let's just get back to fantasy stuff anyway what matthew was meaning to say is that the very first sentence of that book is i saw the great pyramid and got thirsty mm-hmm. and i know you matthew think about that often I, I do. Well, I mean, I don't mean that you think about it often, but I know that you have this first sentence memorized. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I could say, curse the mummy's tomb, and in two seconds, you'd be like, oh, yeah. I saw the Great Pyramid. I got, I got thirsty. thirsty, yeah. I think it's a good opening line. I think it is. I think it's a really great line. I think they take it a little too far. Well, not they. There's only one person well, the who first, wrote this book. You mean how Stein. the first whole chapter is just about but Gabe? How thirsty he is? Wanting... So we have Gabe. The main character is Gabe, and you guys... 
Gabe is kind of a brat. He's kind of a butthole. He's a real butt, especially yeah. this first chapter. I want to, I want to slap that smart ass mouth of his. Yeah, I kind of do. He is just a brat of all brats. So it's Christmas vacation, and Gabe and his parents are on vacation in Egypt. Christmas vacation. This book came out in January 1993. Work. 93. 1993. Yes. Wow. This is two months after after Say Cheese and Die. Say Cheese and Die came out in November. So we're not on a monthly basis Well, yet. this book takes place in Christmas Vacation. This book takes place in Christmas Vacation. Um, Gabe is with his parents. They are in Egypt mm-hmm. visiting the pyramids. Because they're part Egyptian. They're, their ancestors or something were... Yes. Well, they're part... Yes. G- both of Gabe's parents are part Egyptian. Mm-hmm. But the reason the parents are... And they are in... Um, they're in Egypt because his parents own a business that sells refrigerator refrigerator equipment and they're there for business meetings over Christmas to sell refrigerator equipment in In Egypt Egypt. sure sure I don't know bum fuck about refrigerator refrigerator equipment (laughs) (laughs) I don't either and I don't know what that has to do with Egypt but we are here Um, and they are looking at the pyramids right now the first chapter Aren't they just looking at one, or are they looking at more than one? I think they're looking at one, the Great Pyramid. Well, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel, I know you'll know, but don't they say that the Great Pyramid only has three sides and not four, like the typical yes. pyramid? Yes, they do say That's that. That's so weird to think about that. That is so weird to think about. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. This pyramid has three sides, not four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What an interesting choice, Bob. Jovial Bob Stein. Bob Stein. Anyway, um, they so um, Gabe is with his parents. They're looking at this pyramid. They're from Michigan. His dad's fat, and Gabe makes fun of him because of it. Gabe says a lot of bratty things to his mom and dad about how bad he wants to. Something yeah, do to you drink. want me to slap that smartass mouth? He's really. Do you want me to slap that smartass mouth of yours? Stubborn and obnoxious. Yeah. And makes some terrible jokes. In fact, this book is the book of terrible jokes. Some of them I don't even get. I am a huge fan of bad jokes. Me too. I'm a huge fan of puns. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing. Yeah. But these jokes are real bad. I know. And we're, we're going to go through them. You know, Arl Stein wrote joke books before yes, he wrote scary before stuff. I was, I was just, um, I was just talking about this over the weekend, actually. I was talking about this podcast with some friends, and I was saying, and somebody asked me, Elliot, hey Elliot, asked me, how many books do you think Arl Stein has written? And I was like, oh girl, hundreds yeah. of books. Yeah, and they're all listed on his website. Yes, but and, and I said, he didn't start with Fear no, Street or in Goosebumps. Fact, in fact, he started with joke books for kids before that. There's also this, do you remember this book called Phone Calls? Yes. That I found in a used bookstore. It's like mm-hmm. an 80s, it's about... Just phone conversations people are having, and the cover of it is just absolutely ridiculous. Reader, you should laughs Google this. are on the line. Laughs are on the line is the tagline for this book called Phone Calls, and it's just phone conversations that are silly, like miscommunication stuff in the eighties. It's ridiculous. And he didn't go by Arl Stein, then he went by Jovial Bob Stein. <laughs> That's right. Seriously, this isn't. A, there are many jokes tonight. By the way, if you guys don't follow Arl Stein on Twitter, oh, he is do, just he's do getting your, his life on Twitter. Do yourself up. 
Bieber. I know, 70-year-old Arl Stein. Yes, and since I've been on Twitter, I've watched him go from like 20,000 followers to like hundreds of, he's just, he's the we've man. We've got to, have we tweeted him about this yet? I haven't tweeted him about the Gosh, podcast. we've got to get Every on single that. time I've ever tweeted him, emailed him, or written him a letter, he has responded. Every single time. I am a butthole. That's me saying butthole twice in one podcast. <laughs> yes, butthole count at home. Oh, oh ding, God. Ding, ding, ding. Sorry, everyone. Um, I really hope you can find another way to actually fit the word butthole into this podcast and have it make sense. Okay. And not talking about somebody's being a butthole because yeah. you already used that. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be Try thinking about that. that. And if I don't, if I don't complete it, it's your mission listener to share with your friends a butthole joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I I'm so thirsty. <laughs> me too. Looking at this three-sided pyramid. I was going to brag about you just for a second. Gosh, we have not gotten to this book yet. But maybe we have time since there is no corresponding TV episode for this book. Nope. There is Return of the Mummy, but that's coming up That's later. book number 23, bitch. Yeah, not, num- not number five. There's no <laughs> television episode for this one. But I was just going to say, uh-uh. Matthew, when we were in, when we were growing up, Matthew won a writing competition. I did? Yes, you I did. did. An yes, R.L. Stein writing competition. I did. He won That's and got right. signed books from R.L. Stein. That's right, I did. He did. He won across the nation. And what it was was he started a story and My you had to finish brother. it. And it was Come this on. it was this story where okay, you guys, so I kind of cheated a little bit. Where it's like the story Matthew. I know, Daniel. I hope Jovial Bob isn't listening. I hope he is. Hey Bobby. Um, Bobby, baby. Uh, it was this thing where the, he started a story and you had to finish it. Mm. And the story was like some kid or something like drinking some liquid in his dad, you know, his scientist dad's, you know, science lab and he drank it and something horrible happens and you have to like write what happens. And so I, I remember writing like, and then like my limbs stretched out and these five things came out of my hands and these things appeared on my face. And I looked in the mirror and I was a human and I screamed and that's like how I ended it. Yes. Like the twist was but that he did, was, yeah, the twist is that he was a human, but you didn't cheat. You just did what R.L. Stein would Exactly. Have I just, I finished it the exact way R.L. Stein would have. And I was, <laughs> I mean, I think that's just so Oh, great. thanks. Thank you. Anyway, I guess we'll get back to the book or something. Yeah, these people paid for mummies, and honestly, they want them now. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame them. I want my mummy. Mummy dearest. So in addition to Gabe and his parents being there, um, Gabe's, Gabe's uncle Ben Hassad, the famous archaeologist. I think I saw him in National Geographic. You did? did? Yes. Um, they did a feature on him. He, mm. he is there. Um, uh being an archaeologist yes. and discover trying to find the tomb of well who is it? It's Pharaoh, Pharaoh Khufu's tomb, Pharaoh but it's Khufu. Priestess Kala who they end up. Mm, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Um, trigger warning. Yeah. Um, yes, he's looking for he's looking Pharaoh through- Khufu Priestess Kala. Mm-hmm. You guys got it. Great. Um, so, what page are you looking at right now? Page six. Yes. Can you read to me the joke on page six, please? Sure. So there's a joke on page six um, of... Get ready. Laughs are on the line. <laughs> I don't know where I, I just disappeared for a second. Um, and uh, Gabe thinks he's being real funny, and he's being a real brat to his parents. Bitch. And he says, Dad, you want to hear a joke? <laughs> um, he actually doesn't say that, but he just says, Hey, Dad, do you know how to get down from a camel? And his dad says, no, how? And he said, and Gabe says, you don't get down from a camel. You get down from a duck. 
I don't understand it. I don't get it. What's the joke? <laughs> well, I don't understand it. Down, like a down pillow. You don't, you don't get you down, down from, from a, you get down. Like, <laughs> like the duck feathers. <laughs> That's down. You really didn't get I it? I didn't get it. Wow, these jokes. I promise you I didn't get I it. I know you did. <laughs> did you get it, Ashley? Did you get it, Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, oh my God, that's that's kind of funny. That's funny. I, all right, it's kind of funny. It's a, I mean, it is. It's a groan. groan. It's a, it's a, it's a groaner. Oh gosh, cut the cord from his television set. <laughs> um, the first chapter, Jeannie Darcy. Jeannie, don't get me started. Don't even get me started. Chapter one ends with Gabe saying, um, Gabe continuing to look at the pyramid. And they decide to leave, and he says. Um, little did I know that in a few days I'd be trapped in there probably forever. <laughs> That's not funny. There are so many fake outs in this book. This, there's a lot of fake outs. This a lot of kind of stupid fake outs. Outrageous fake outs. So let's get to them. Yes. They get back to the hotel in Cairo where they're staying. Yes. Um, yes. Dad, Gabe's dad gets a phone call and says, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Can we just pause for a second? Yes. And in the hotel... They talk a lot about like the food that they have in the hotel or whatever. And at one point, Gabe is like, and they had classic Coke, not the other kind. I'm like, what? what's the other kind? The non-classic Coke? Where? I don't remember that. I'll say one nice thing about Egypt. The Coke tastes just as good as the Coke back home. It's the classic Coke, too, not the other kind. What's the other kind? I don't know. Pepsi? I don't know what the other kind is. I don't eat. Is, is there another kind? Maybe Diet Coke? Maybe it's an early 90s thing that we'll just never understand. God, I want a Coke so bad. I want a classic one, though. Me too. Not the other kind. God, this book is making me so thirsty. Mm. Mm. So they get back to the hotel, um, have a classic Coke, and dad, Gabe's dad gets a phone call. That's an oh, emergency no. phone call. An emoji, emerg, a, a refrigerator, Help. a refrigerator Help. equipment emergency. We need refrigerator equipment, hurry, and hurry. we need an Alexandria hurry. right now. It's Christmas go, 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 go. So they get a phone call, and they have to go to Alexandria in an hour. For we have to go right now. We refrigerator right equipment. Now. It's so difficult to say that word fast. We have to go. Refrigerator equipment. Refrigerator equipment. Refrigerator equipment. Yellow leather, yellow leather, red leather. I may have won some dumb contests, but listen to what my brother can do. Lol. Refrigerator equipment. And um, they say, do you want to go with us to Alexandria or do you want to stay here? Do you want to stay here? With your... and, and Gabe says, no, I want to stay here. Nothing's even on TV. Everything's in Arabic. Huh. And, and Gabe's mom says, well, I guess you can stay with Uncle Ben or something. And your cousin, Sari. So... Um, Gabe's mom gives him the option. You can come with us to Alexandria or you can stay with your uncle. Your uncle Ben will take care of you. And he's like, I want to stay with uncle Ben. And, they're yeah. like, and, they're like, and his parents are like, well, all right. But you know, who's with uncle Ben, your cousin. Sorry. And Gabe's like, no barf. He says, barf. <laughs> he does. Not my cousin, Sari. Now Sari is spelled S A R I. When I read this book, when I was a youngin, I thought it was sorry. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, but now after watching the TV episode of Return of the Mummy, yeah. Plus, I know a Sari, Sari Sanchez. I did a play with her. Oh, you know Friends a Sari? Like mm-hmm. Sari, not sorry. Yeah. Sari about it. <laughs> oh God. Well, these are the worst jokes you're gonna hear tonight. That's true. So we're gonna go with Sari, I guess. We'll go with Sari. We'll go with Sari. Yeah. It's Sari. Now we Sari is described as pretty, and she knows it, and she's super competitive. And you think Gabe's a pill? Wait till you meet Sari. Super Sari. 
Just like a pill. Siri is so competitive that this is what Gabe says. Siri is the most competitive person I know. She has to be the first and best at everything. If everyone around is catching the flu, she has to be the first one to catch it. Oh, God. She's really like... This book actually wouldn't exist without her because half the things they do wouldn't ha happen unless she was being a terrible, dumb influence on him to make him do everything they're told not to do. I don't want to. I don't want to cast judgment or throw shade. But yeah, give me the tea. Give me the real tea. But Sari and Gabe are two obnoxious people. They really, really are. I wouldn't want to be of, stuck in a great pyramid with them. But you know what? It furthers a plot. It does. It gets them into lots of mischief and trouble. I know that's what I was just saying, but you said it better. I, no, I didn't even know I was saying it. You're the one that brought up the actual point. Give Thank yourself some credit. You. So the mom and dad decide to just leave Gabe alone in the hotel. Wait, He's what's 12. This in my pocket? What? What is that? What is that? I've never seen that before. Oh, it's just like this tiny child's hand wrapped in ribbons and wraps. Oh, oh I remember now. It's, Where did it's you get that? Just some garage sale. I got this summoner at a garage sale. I met this little kid, and he told me that it... Um, just summons evil spirits, but whatever. It's no big deal. I'll just keep it in my pocket always. My name's Gabe. Wait, are you telling me that two years ago at a garage sale, you found an actual mummy's hand and bought it? Yeah, and the kid I bought it from, the kid I bought it from, said it was just called the summoner because it summons evil spirits. So I bought it for $2. Oh, okay, that sounds like a great deal. Oh, it, it was. <laughs> I've kept it in my pocket ever since. It's my good luck charm. Gabe actually says this in the book. He says, it summons evil spirits or something, but Mostly, it was a great deal. <laughs> a great deal of trouble. Uh-oh, trapped in the pyramid forever. So um, Gabe is alone in the hotel room, and he's alone for a long time, and he's starting to get nervous. There's nothing on TV. He's starting to get thirsty. He's squeezing that mummy's hand like he's on a date, Ooh. and all of a sudden, the front door of the hotel room opens by itself. Oh, God, and a figure stumbles in, and it's, it's a, a mummy. mummy. A mummy comes staggering into his hotel room. We just started the book. Oh, my God, it's a mummy. It's a mummy. It's a mummy. I know it's my... Oh, it's Uncle Ben. Gabe, what an idiot. You thought it was a real mummy? It was just your uncle dressed up as a mummy who got the key to your hotel room and just walked in. Yeah, it was your Uncle Ben dressed up with old, with old gauze wrapped around him, dirty old makeup, and dressed up like a mummy to the nines. Oh, silly old Uncle Uncle Ben. Sari can't even believe they let him in the hotel dressed like a mummy coming into the lobby oh, and everything. Gosh. They can't stop laughing. They can't believe they teased uh, him. Stupid old Gabe. Gabe. Um, stupid old Gaby. I cannot believe that Uncle Ben went through that much trouble to scare Gabe. I know. What How did he even get into the hotel room? I don't know. I don't even know. But underneath, I would like to point out that Gabe... Underneath your clothes. <laughs> wow. What a throwback. Story. So, um, Uncle Ben tells Gabe, like, hey, Gabe, sorry, we, you know, oh, you're, you're such a good sport. Wah. Um, and he says, we've discovered a whole new burial chamber in the pyramid. And he says, I'm going to take you to explore it. Isn't that exciting? It's so fun. You know, all I can think of right now is Sharice's song, Pyramid. <laughs> oh my gosh. I totally forgot about that I song. I didn't. Did you forget listening?
such a good song. Wow. Uh, she can really sing. So um, Uncle Ben takes off the mummy costume. Underneath, he's wearing a plaid sport shirt and baggy chinos. You know, we don't get a whole lot of fashion in this book, unfortunately. We, don't. we, we do get, get Uncle Ben. Fashion. We get Ahmed's fashion. We do, we, but we get Uncle Ben's baggy chinos. What are chinos? Um, they're um, Cac- are they like cheesy, the- dusty treats to eat. Mmm, chinos. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Should I get the? Should I get the? You know, Fritos? Chester the China. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should I get the Fritos? Should I get those? No, get those. Get those Chinos. What are the? What are those chips? I was about to make a joke, but I couldn't think of the name of them. Those chips that you sometimes get at Subway. They have like harvest cheddar, and they have the oh sun 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 chips. Sun chips? Is it that easy? I think it's that easy. Oh, okay. But I want some Chinos. Yeah. Mm, some combos. All I think is Ryan Atwood from Chino in the OC. Mm, from Chino, yeah. Ashley knows what I'm talking about. Don't you, Ashley Edwards? Um, The Chinos, Chinos, I guess, are just like super white khakis. I don't know. Tweet, are they white? Um, tweet us at RL Stein and let us know the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Uncle Ben rolls. goes to ex- – I he sets up some exposition, some history here that – About Pharaoh Khufu. About Pharaoh Khufu. And when he says Pharaoh Khufu, Gabe says, bless Kizuntai. you. Or is it Sari? I don't remember. I don't know. Who cares? Um, actually, we do. That's why we have this podcast. Yeah, that's true. Uncle I Ben care. explains that in 2500 BC, this pyramid, which is 13 acres wide, which I don't know how much an acre really is, nope, but it no sounds idea. wide. No idea. No concept. Somebody says, how many square f- how many square feet is your apartment? And I could say, I think it's 90. 12. Or I could say, it's probably about 9,000. And I have no concept of no, what that I have, means. And I also have no depth perception. I have nothing. I have a good sense of direction. You do? Yes, I that's do. That's not fair. Well, you know, we all have our gifts. Yeah, that's true. And these are my gifts. These are my gifts. These are my gifts. Take my scars. Take my scars. Uncle Ben says that this pyramid was a royal burial place with mazes that were built to confuse and throw off tomb robbers. Mm-hmm. We get some. Ed- we this this book is edge edutaining here. You know, we we get we what get edutaining. We, we get some edutainment, education, ed- entertainment. Okay. Um. We, okay. You know, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that Maya Angelou? Or do you is know that Oprah, Oprah just came out with a book called "What I Know for Sure"? She did. I know. She tweeted it today. All right, podcast is over. I'm leaving right now to go get oh, it. Gosh. Oh, she's my pharaoh. Book Kufu. club, fight club. Um, and uh. So Uncle Ben explains that there's all these mazes to throw off and confuse tomb robbers, and that yesterday, um, you know, December 23rd or whenever it is, he they discovered an unmarked, uncharted tunnel which might hold the tomb Ooh. of Pharaoh Akufu. As above, so below. And so <laughs> they spend the night in the hotel room. Uncle Ben and Sari all spend the night with, with Gabe in the hotel room, and they go to the pyramid the next day. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Ben then mentions that some people believe that they broke a curse by entering that new tunnel. But also, isn't he like, we're ba- they're about to walk to the pyramid, he turns around for a second and was like, oh, okay, before we go in, just so you know, we're breaking an ancient curse. Is that okay with everyone? Here's the flashlight. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So um, here we go. So we go into the tunnel with flashlights, and it's cold and wet. And they go through tunnels, and they have to go down a hole with a rope ladder. Oh no, it's so sharp, it's cutting my hand. So this is our, this is this is a big oh no moment where Gabe is going down. Oh no, go, goes down the rope ladder into the hole, and Sari's like, "Are you scared?" Sari is constantly teasing Gabe about. Oh, and you're not Gabe brave lives, enough. Gabe lives in absolute terror of Sari making fun of him, and Sari being like, "Are you chicken?" And Gabe's like, "I can't, I can't, not Sari." It's what Gabe speaks. 
it's practically all Gabe talks about this entire book. Yeah, pretty much. Even when they're like about to die, he's still worried about Sari thinking he's afraid. Well, um, uh, Gabe is using the rope ladder to get down, and ouch! The rope is so coarse that Gabe has to let go, and he falls. And he falls. He, he falls, falls to and his falls death, and falls and falls, and falls and falls and falls to his death. Oh wait, no! Sari catches his hands and save his life. And Gabe is like, oh, she saved my life, yay. But he's more like, oh, man, why couldn't he save her life? Oh, come on, Gabe. She's never going to let me live this down. Yeah, 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 let's keep going. Speaking of down, they go down a tunnel, and then they go down a tunnel to the left. They go down some tunnels, whatever. They come into this huge chamber with spotlights and workers, and they're digging. And there's one worker named Ahmed. sounds like a photo shoot. Ooh, sexy. Click. Click, 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 flash. Um, Ahmed and Ahmed is has a clipboard. He's dressed in all white. Doesn't he have slicked back black hair and a ponytail and a red bandana around? I think his he also neck? Has a, does. He have a mustache. I don't think so. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't either. Great. Um and. Um, Uncle Ben says, oh, he's from the university. Uncle Ben's wild rice. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's from uni. He's from, that is one of my pet peeves, by the way, is people saying, oh, he's from university. Or, yeah, that makes yeah me he goes to sick. university. Not throwing an article in front of university gets my goat. And I understand it's a regional cultural thing, but I, it still bothers me. Back to Egypt. Back to Egypt. Back to that culture. He says, oh, that's Ahmed. He's from the university observing, and he believes in the curse the curse of the Cursed. mummy's tomb and there's um, another worker there here comes a bad joke you guys there's another worker there is it a Christy? young red-haired man it's not christy oh. young red-haired man wearing faded jeans and a blue denim work shirt um and he says he sounds like sam grant um and that's that the right no, I'm thinking Sam Neill. Oh God, I can't believe Alan, Alan Grant. Grant. That's wow. Wow, that's really God. That's so really embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> Spared no expense. I'm sorry. I'm so embarrassed wow. right now. I'll be taking over from here on out. Daniel is leaving us forever. I, I agree. I should. I should leave. He I should left get. us. He left us. <laughs> Turn the light off. Turn the light off. Run. He and um. The young red-haired man who's working says, I th- we're, we think we're getting real close. Just a hunch. And Ben, Uncle Ben frowns and said, thanks, Quasimodo. It's not even smart. It's not even. It's 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 just. And it says the workers all laughed. <sighs> it's just awful. Anyway, Uncle Ben says. Uncle Ben gets distracted by the workers. He talks about a hole in the stones with Christy, one of the other workers. And Sari's like, "Let's go exploring." Let's yeah. Go explore. Well, I, Let's there's another thing. There. He there's argues with a man who has what looks like a laptop computer. Ooh. Ooh. High high tech. I wonder if he has a floppy disk. Oh, 
<laughs> wow. Mm. I wonder if it's a hard drive. Oh, Ooh. hope he's got some serious RAM. Do you know what else I was talking about this weekend? No. About how fun it would be to go through all the titles of Goosebumps and make them dumb, sexy titles. Like, what do you mean? Like, Say Cheese and Fuck. Or, like, Curse the Mummy's Dick. Yes, exactly <laughs> stuff like that. Monster Butt. <laughs> or Welcome to Dead Horse. Or Stay Out of My Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. No, <laughs> you did it. Let's get a visit. Let's get naked. Oh, that's right. We can't say any more after that. Let's just please move on. You really? That one, that one was the best. Uh, oh, gosh. Did oh. you say say cheese and fuck? Yes. With an exclamation point. Of course I did. Sorry, Rosemary. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, Rosemary. I did it. I said oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry, Rosemary. Sorry, Ashley. You're welcome, Elliot. Oh, gosh. That's so good. Anyway, we're... Barely. Wow, we're 30 minutes in. <laughs> I thought we were going to have enough to talk about because there was no TV episode, but it turns out. Okay, so Siri says, let's go exploring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. <sighs> okay, Siri, Siri says, says, let's go exploring. And Gabe says, no, like, what are you talking What's about? What's Maddie? Chicken, bitch. And she says, we, we, that's a terrible idea. We could easily get lost. This is dangerous. And Siri says, blah, blah, blah. Let's just go explore. So Gabe says, okay. And then we meet the third character in this book. We have Sari, Gabe, and then Gabe's untied shoe. <laughs> oh, yes. He shows up constantly. Ha- maybe four or five times, Larry, the oh, untied he- shoe gets so in the way. So they run off into the tunnels and whatever. And, and then he loses Sari somehow. Here's something I actually don't understand. I don't understand it either. Please, please. I don't understand how you can be just two people in a tunnel somewhere and you lose each other. I don't understand that. Do Jesus learn us and grow us. For you are Jesus, the the son son of God. God. I cannot understand. I cannot understand. I don't understand that. Maybe three people, maybe, and one hangs behind this, tie their shoe, and the other people are trying to lose the other person. Maybe. But if there's just two people in a tunnel underneath the ground on Christmas break in a pyramid in Egypt, you don't lose the other person. You don't lose the other person. You just don't. It just doesn't happen. I cannot believe how many times it happens. No, you better do. So, um,. He loses Sari, and he's like, oh, no, she's probably just tricking me, just like we did, just like she did when we were little, huh? And then we get this really long backstory about this one time in a rainy house where it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. Forget I think that it. actually comes a little later, but whatever. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so he runs through the tunnel. It widens. It narrows. I'm confused about these tunnels. And he comes across a small room with a mummy case in it. By the way, they have little flashlights. They have little flashlights. to their belts, I think. And... He stares at the mummy case, and he's a little scared, and the case starts opening by itself. No, It starts no. opening. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He starts opening, and it's, he says, a hissing sound came from inside the big coffin. Oh, no, a hissy fit. Like air escaping a new coffee can when you first open it? I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't, uh, does, does, does a coffee can make a hissing sound? What's a coffee can? Is it like a classic coffee can, or the other kind? Whatever. Um... And he sees, oh no, inside of inside of the the, the 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 case, he sees old ancient eyes. Cold ancient eyes. Of whatever who and cares. It's a mummy. It's, it's, no, it's Sari. Sari. Of it's course Sari. it's Sari. It's Sari. And she show, and Raise your hand if you're scared for one second. And Uncle Ben shows up and he's so angry. He's like, I can't believe you guys ran off. 
can't believe you did that. And then Sari says, but dad. <laughs> and I we, scared him. And then they both laugh at Gabe. I wrote that down too because it was like, we go so so quickly from being mad about disobeying to, oh, but I made fun of Gabe. And it's like, oh, that's okay, daughter. Lol. And, and Gabe's, Gabe's upset. He says, yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. And they laugh even more at him. They do. <laughs> Just... Just disgraceful. Then they go back to the hotel, and they go back to the hotel room, have some classic Coke, and watch some Arabic TV. And eat Frosted Flakes. Mm. And the next day, Uncle Ben has a meeting at the Cairo Museum, which is really close to the hotel. Does he get the call about the workers? And then he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call that two of the workers that were in the pyramid have Quote, came down, down with sick. A, with a mysterious illness. Is that grammatically incorrect? Came down sick? That's literally, a, I quoted it, came down sick. Two workers came down sick. Do you think it's grammatically correct? I don't think so. I don't think it is either. Yeah, that's what I thought. Came down sick. Yeah. Took sick. Yes. Maybe it was something they ate. Yeah, maybe they sit their books down, then sat in a chair. When, when it's pouring down rain, I really hate to bust their balloon. <laughs> There's more. What are there, the other ones? There are many, 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 many. This podcast makes me nauseous. This thing is so cheap, it's probably only 99 cent. Oh no, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in books at the library. Hey, look at this drawling I did. <laughs> all, of them, all that makes me so sick. They bring their flashlights. Oh my gosh. Um, so they took sick. Um, some of the workers took sick. And um, Uncle Ben says, I have to go to the hospital. I have to go to the hospital right now to check on them. I'm you not, guys stay here. Don't, don't go leave. anywhere. Stay, do not stay, go anywhere. Stay, Whatever you do, stay, don't go anywhere. Don't leave. Can don't we maybe? Leave. Can we maybe? No, you can go to no, the lobby. No. You can go to the lobby. Yeah, but don't go. Stay. Stay. Do don't not leave, leave the do hotel. Leave, do don't leave. leave the hotel. Goodbye, Uncle Ben. Goodbye, Uncle Ben. So what do you want to do? Sarah and Gabe Let's decide to get leave. out of here. Let's leave. Um, and they decide to leave. And Gabe says, why don't we go to the museum to prove to Siri how brave he is? He also like tells her about brain scooping, like taking well, we, those. Well, that's when we get to the museum. Wow. Wow. Let's get to the museum first. Yeah, let's do that first. Yeah. So, um, but Gabe does leave a note for Uncle Ben and says, went. Aw, Gabe. Went to the museum. Gone fishing. Went to the museum. Lie last. Love you like a sister. Swag. Swag sealed with a kiss. Sealed with a swag. Sealed with a gift. And the museum is two blocks away. Is that what swag stands for? Yeah, sealed with a gift. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just as dra drag originally stood for dressed as girl. Dressed as girl. In drag. Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Drag, swag, swag bag. Okay. Dressed as a girl. I'm learning things left and right. Yeah, this whole book is about edu. I know, it's edutainment. <laughs> oh, so no, the computer's dying. Oh, it is. Oh no, the curse of the mummy's laptop. So, um, Gabe and Sari are, are, go to the museum, and on the streets, RL tries to give us, Robert Lawrence tries to give us some culture and talks about things that people are wearing in the streets. And, how and it's crowded, crowded and bustling it is. and hustle bustle. Oh, and people are honking their horns. <laughs> people are like walking like Egyptian. Walk like an Egyptian. Walk like an Egyptian. like walking yeah and they make it to the museum they walk right in just walk into a museum don't you have to pay don't you have to pay to be in a museum i don't know i think you have to pay you don't have to pay to walk like an egyptian 
and they decide to go to the mummy room and it's up the stairs and in the back and they see a statue of a guard dog protecting a, protecting a tomb from grave robbers. And then there's like a mummy and Sari's like, that's small. That mummy's a shrimp. And Gabe says, people were smaller back then and explains how, um, this is the, sp- the scooping, um, explains how they get the brain out of, before they, Brains. Before, they, before they turn people into mummies, the Egyptians, they would take a long skinny hook and shove it up the, their nose and, and mush up the brains. And, and suck mush up the brains. brains. I remember that's one of the first things, this is going to sound weird, one of the first things I knew about life when I was a little kid. Oh, I, yes. I remember too. I remember seeing it on TV somewhere when I was very well, little. It's it, that episode of Tales from the Crypt. Episode of Tales from the Crypt where it's that mummy episode and they do that. They take that hook and shove it up somebody's nose. Oof. Yeah. Oof. They do. Yeah. You know them. Yeah. And then they take a long skinny spoon and scoop out the mushed up brain, says Ew. Gabe, which I don't think that's true. Um, and, and the more he's telling this to Sarah, the more she's turning green and she's going to hurl. Oh no, she's going to be sick. She's going to whoops her cookies. She's going to rowl. She's going to retch. And, and she's going to boot. <laughs> Oh, she's going to get sick. There's going to be sick all over the floor. (laughs) And he realized, oh, no, wait, she's not green and sick because, sorry, cat, trigger warning. Um, And sorry for saying, trigger warning for trigger warning. Uh, Sorry for saying trigger warning. Uh Um, And he says, no, wait, she's not scared. She's looking at me. She's looking behind me. And behind him is Ahmed. Ahmed from uni. Ahmed is there and he looks angry. He's a serious, angry expression. And on because his face. he's so angry, instead of Gabe and Sari saying, What's wrong or what are you doing here? They decide to run. run. And they start running, and then Ahmed starts chasing them. So Ahmed starts chasing two kids through the museum. Out of the museum, into the streets. Well, no. Oh, he, that's... He, he chases them to the back of the exhibit, and they're trapped. And they realize oh, they right. can't go any farther. Not further, because you use farther when you're talking about physical distance. And... Hmm. Mm, learning things and mm, he says no no work. wait 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 i'm just here to give you a message from your from your uncle ben and sari says oh did you know we were here because you saw gabe's note and he's and like, amen goes um yes yeah that's that's how i knew you were here yes that's exactly and how i knew he says um your uncle ben is back from the hospital and gabe says after about 20 minutes <laughs> And Ahmed says, yes. And yes, he asked me to um, take you back to the hotel. You. Take you back to the hotel. Yes. Um, he needs you. He needs me to um, take you back to the hotel. And, and they said, so even just, though it's two blocks away. And Ahmed says, yes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Just get in my car. And so they please say. Please to get in my please, car. Please to join me in my car. Please to have another dot cook. Please to have classic cook. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they decide to follow Ahmed and get in his car, even though his car is parked far away in the other direction. And then they start driving back to the hotel. Even though and he says, "Your father, are very smart men." That is, Jace, that is the best, very smart man. That's the best Egyptian accent you're gonna get from me. Mm, and, talk like an Egyptian. And then they realize, oh no, we're driving way far away. We're going the wrong way. And Gabe says, "This isn't the direction of the hotel." Oh no. And he says, "Yes, it is. It is. This is the way." Please. My, My brother. brother. This is the way we're going to go to the hotel. And he says, oh, Kyle no. Hotel. And keep in mind, Gabe and Sarah are in the back seat of this beat up old station wagon. Back seat. Windows, windows up. And he says, Sarah, as soon as we stop, we got to get out of this car. And this is gotta kind of out. scary. Got to get out. Got to get out. 
This is scary because they're getting is, kidnapped. It is. It's actually frightening. In a in a strange city, this is this is no joke. It is. It's it's very scary actually. I don't like it. And Ahmed says, "Your father, very smart man. You better buckle up." That's what he says. And the car stops in traffic because there's a lot of traffic. And Gabe and Sari get out of the car. Never go to the second location. That's right. Good. I, you know, snaps for them. Good for them. Smart thing together and run. Do whatever you have to do. do what good you have job, to do. Gabe and Sari. Oprah Siri. said, "Never go. Never let them never take let you to a second location. location." That's true. Never. Uh-uh. And they run. They run through the streets. This is crazy. It is. They're running through the streets. They run through fruits and vegetable stands. Yeah. And they realize, oh tits, we are lost. We don't know where we're going. We don't. We. We. You know. We. And Gabe says, "You know what? This is my opportunity. I'm gonna be the brave one. I'm gonna be the brave one, starring Jodie Foster." If you guys have not seen that movie, it's a good movie. Oof. Oh, I love that movie. I love Jodie Foster. I love Jodie Foster. That, yeah. That is that is a rough movie, and it's good. It's in Tom. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us today, you guys. For that, the has been, <laughs> that has been for the Jodie Foster podcast. 45 minutes in, and we haven't even got happy through the book. Well, you know, we're having fun, right? It wraps up pretty quick. It do- Oh! <laughs> Mommy puns. Mommy puns. And Gabe says, I'm going to be the brave one. He says, let's get in a taxi. Yeah, yeah. And Sari's like, but we don't speak Egyptian. He says, it doesn't matter. Uh, um, Excuse me, sir. Uh, Cairo Center Hotel, please. And the cabbie laughs at them. He goes, (laughs) 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 And he starts laughing so much, he starts to cry. And it's kind of scary. Like, he's crying laughing. He's laughing so hard. That scares me. I don't want to walk to my car later. he, He says, Cairo Center Hotel. You are the guy who's at your hotel. And he points and he's laughing because they're right across the street. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Gerby. So they get back to the room and Gabe sees the note's still there. And, and Dad wasn't even bummed. And two seconds later, Uncle Ben bursts in and says, You guys, the strangest thing just happened. And <gasps> and and, I, and I'm like, and Siri says, no, the strangest thing just happened to us. We were almost, and he says, no, 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 no. I don't have time to listen to that. And he says, you guys, the workers that are sick, they weren't sick. They were shocked. They were scared. They were scared speechless oh. by something, by something horrible. They were keeping mum. Oh. <laughs> if and you Sarah- see my mummy, mum's the word. Woo. And Sari says, no, Uncle Ben, Dad, you don't understand. Listen to me. Ahmed Ahmed just tried to kidnap us. Yeah. Like straight up tried to kidnap us. And Uncle Ben says, Ahmed? But he came to me with excellent credentials and references. He's a cryptographer. He studies ancient Egyptian. He's mainly interested in the wall writings and symbols we uncover. And Sari's like, great! He tried to kidnap us, you asshole! I read that in the book and I was- He tried to kidnap you? He's a cryptographer! What? He's mainly interested. And to me, that is is a hysterical way for Arlstein trying to throw in some facts. You yeah, know, know, yeah. To the reader, yeah. why would he want to do that? He is a he's a botanist. He, he studies plants. He's a cryptographer, and it bothers me that Uncle Ben doesn't seem that Tales upset. from the cryptographer. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben doesn't seem that upset, and he's like, he's "That's got all strange." That wild rice to make. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, sorry. And he doesn't seem that upset, and he was like, Sorry. "Well, 
well, that seems strange, but you know what, you guys? We have to go back to the pyramid to find out what really happened to those workers. Yeah. And you know what? We have to go back tonight. You know what he says is he's like, you guys just stay here. And Sari's like, what if Ahmed comes back? Yeah, he's, he's well, what if Ahmed tr- comes back to the and hotel then, and room? And Ben's like, well, I guess you're, you're right. right. So I guess you, you should come, come with me. me. Stormy, we shouldn't call the night. police. We shouldn't go looking for him. We should go back to the pyramid where that's cursed, where people have been shocked yeah. to death. Okay, so here are your beepers. Beat me if we lose each other, and I'll see you guys later. We have high-tech beepers. Just beat me. Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah. You what's know, the sitch? What's the T? And, oh, man, Gabe, they're back at the pyramids, and Gabe says... So it's the four of them. Uncle Ben, Sari, Gabe, and Gabe's untied shoe. Yes, and they're beepers. And so they're in the pyramids in the middle of the night, and un, um, untied shoe shows up, and all of a sudden... Um, Uncle Ben and Sari are lost again, even though Uncle Ben said, I think 76 times, stay with me, don't lose me, don't lose each other, we need to stay together. And then Uncle Ben loses him. Yeah. And so Gabe's all alone, and then... He's all alone, and he can't believe he lost them, and he keeps running down the tunnels to find them, and they're hot, and they get narrower, and they slope upward. And and the worst Christmas ever. There's a fork, and he goes to the left, and he calls to them, and hears nothing, and then he goes to the right, and this tunnel's wider, and this one goes upward, and then he hears a noise, a chittering noise. What's that? A chattering noise. noise. A cracking noise, like the sound of breaking saltine. I know, so specific. Now, are they the classic saltines, or are they the other kind? No, they're the other kind. Oh, okay. I'm so thirsty. Sure. And then, all of a sudden, the floor caves in. Yeah, and Gabe falls hundreds of feet and slams on the ground below, and then wakes up. He falls down into sandy, swirling darkness, hits the ground hard, sees red, is in so, so, so much pain, ouch his elbow, hits his elbows, hits his side, he's in so much pain. How is she, though? How is she, though? practically dies is knocked out wakes up after being unconscious and um sees an eyeless mouthless mummy against the wall nbd no no big deal you know he almost died he passed out whatever and then he's stuck in in a tomb with some mummies Right, and the he keeps talking about My how thing is so like, foul and so old. I, I, I give a, I gave a lot of thought to him falling through some ceiling and falling to a high ceilinged room. I'm like, wow, he must have fallen from a really great length or should've, whatever. Should have broken some bones. Yeah, and I keep thinking if the if the floor collapsed and all that stuff came down, wouldn't like stone floor pyramid rocks be crushing him on the fall? Yeah, down? dead. Should have been dead. Yeah, that's what's up. Should have just been dead as a. Dead, dead in a ditch. Dead like your computer's about to be. Yeah, my computer's dying. Do you need to stop and plug it in? Because I can't, we can't, I need my cord plugged in. Um, Where's your power cord? Let me get, get, get my cord. I mean, so let's just listen to some music while Daniel gets his power cord. Got my cord. Such a good song. So, um, Gabe is in this room high ceiling room were you saying something about a high ceiling room i was what were you saying about it it was high ceilinged oh perfect and there this move this moon this room is filled with moomies <laughs> <laughs> this rum is filled with moomies <laughs> okay so gabe is in this moomie filled rum <laughs> All different types of mummies, mommies, all kinds of things. And these mummies are in different p- 
positions. Some of them are standing with their arms crossed. Some, Some are crouched. There down. are twin mummies. <laughs> oh, twin mumsies. Twinsies, mumsies. And there are there's mummy equipment everywhere. Canopic jars, tools, linen, piles Canopic. of linen. Canopic. A big black tar pit swimming pool. Yeah, there's that too. And... Gabe's like, oh no, he's freaking out. He's freaking out. My beeper, my beeper. His beeper's broken because oh, no, he landed it. on it because he fell 100 feet. Yeah. And everything starts closing in on him. Closing in, closing, it's closing, it's closing. No, wait, he's actually just going crazy. That's true. But he, then the floor starts moving. But then he realizes, oh, the floor's not moving. It's just scorpions everywhere. Well, you gave that away. Uh, what was I supposed to do? I was going to build up to that. Oh. And make it creepy because this part is absolutely terrifying and I believe the scariest part of the whole book. Well, then sell it to me. All right. So. He's in this room and he's going crazy and he's screaming, help, help, but no one can hear him. He drops his flashlight and when he steps back to pick it up, he steps on something crunchy. A crunch. Ew, chinos. And something starts snapping, snips, snapping mm, in his Snappers angle. and bangers. They call them the clackers. Something, and, he, and I want to use these, these words that Arlstein uses. Then use them. Snapping at his ankles. Some, things hard and warm. Soft scrabbling sounds. The, and he sees that the floor is rolling and tossing and seething like waves. Oh my gosh, rolling Clicking with the homies. Clicking and snapping, bumping creatures. He oh says. my gosh. And it is absolutely gut wrenching, bone chillingly terrifying. And he l- grabs his flashlight and sees that he has fallen into, that the floor is covered in. He is in a nest of scorpions. That is fucking terrifying. Uh, you are right. Snap, snap. Scorpions everywhere. And he can't handle it and falls. And he falls right into the. the the patch, the until nest. Until Sari catches him. Well, he then he says, until mummy hands reach out and grab him. Ancient old bandaged hands, he says. Just kidding, it's Sari's They're hands. They're just Sari's dry 12-year-old hands. And Sari's like, oh, she's so mad at Gabe. And says, how could you go off on your own? We, she said, Uncle Ben and I, we, my dad Uncle and I were just- Uncle Ben. We were just arguing, and then, you know, I guess we were just arguing, and then you lost us. We thought you were right there. <laughs> How could you lose us? And then she says, well, and I don't know how I lost my dad, but I guess he stopped to talk to a worker and then she accidentally kept going. And then she saw Gabe's flashlight in, in here and thought it was her dad. That's a bunch of bunk. You have to work to get separated from people in tunnels Come like on, this. I can't believe she even found him in the first place. And she said, yeah, there's a tunnel leading directly to this room that you Stupid. must have missed. And then she says, oh, the mummies are so tiny. And, oh, scramps. And then all these, if I had known they were going to be serving all these scramps, and Gabe says, Sari, why don't you just push your beeper button so Daddy will show up? Mm. Aww. And then they do push the button, and then Uncle Ben shows up. He shows up in the tunnel. No, wait, it's Ahmed. Oh, my God, Ahmed's back. No, and all of a sudden he's carrying a torch. How they didn't see him carrying a torch before that, I can't tell you. I can't tell you that, actually. But he has he has a torch, and now is that moment of the book where Spidey, where Dr. Brewer... Where Sarah Beth, where Sarah Beth explains what great aunt, great aunt Catherine explains what's been Compton Dawes Ray and and Ahmed says I tried to warn your uncle Ben about the curse but now you I tried to warn you but now you have disrupted the prince the priestess the priestess the priestess's chamber please my priestess the sacred preparation chamber of priestess Kala. And he says, I admit, I frightened those two workers. <laughs> he frightened those two workers, he said, to show people that the curse was alive. So How he, did he frighten them? We, we still don't know. No, we, he does. He does say this. 
He says he frightened them by scared them by showing them what it might feel like to be boiled alive. Huh? What? What? Showing them what it might feel like. What does that mean? Does he like show a picture? Does he describe it in graphic detail? I can't tell you. But he does mention that he's part of he's generation An ancient line of like people related to pre priestess Kala, and that it's his duty to carry out priestess Kala's wishes to keep and her tomb safe. Or the whatever. chamber must not be violated since since four thousand years ago. Since I'm six years old. He, he says that um, descendants of Kala have protected the chamber and he had planned on just hiding. Did he plan on hiding Gabe and Sari until Uncle Ben agreed? Oh, what he, oh, I'm reading my notes, you guys. He had said that he was going to kidnap Gabe and Sari and hide them until Uncle Ben agreed to stop his so work. So like hostage or something Hold like them that. hostage for ransom. And he says he's, and he even like points to a near mummy. He's like, I did that one recently. So he, he All these people are people over the years that have broken into the chamber. boiled alive and in the And he's turned them into, into mummies. mummies. That's what he, do, he does. Frightening. He boils them in that tar pit and mummifies them alive as new trophies for Kala, keeping the ancient promise of Kala to mummify any intruders. So then Uncle Ben comes running in. Is like, hey, I'd like to point out very briefly that on page 104 there is an editing error. Um, they forget to put in quotation marks in one sentence. They did. I noticed that. I kind of like that stupid charm. Mm -hmm. It shows that, you know, this book is human, you know? I like it. Um, Ahmed has a dagger as well as a torch. He does. And he comes towards them and he's about to stab them to death. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Ahmed says, he says he saw Sari play in Kala, Kala's holy chamber earlier. <laughs> That's what he says. Because I guess this is one of the rooms that Sari danced around in and and checked out before Gabe showed up or she whatever. She and Tichibo dancing in the moonlight. And Gabe backs up and backs up into a mummy and screams, Yeah! <laughs> is this where he screams, I'm just a kid? R.L. Stein. <laughs> it is the part in the book where he screams, I'm just a kid. R.L. Stein, he screams, Yeah! And then all of a sudden, Uncle Ben pops down in a rope ladder, calmly climbs down, surveys the scene, and Sarah eventually tells him, no, 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 wait. Ahmed's down here. He's got a torch and a dagger, and he's going to turn us into mummies and kill us. And so, and Uncle Ben says, is that true, Ahmed? Let's talk this out, scientist yeah, to scientist. Yeah, you're a scientist. I'm a scientist. And so then he takes this flaming torch, and he hits Uncle Ben in the side of the face with it. And Uncle Ben is knocked out and starts bleeding. Yeah. This is one of the few times there's actual blood in a book. It's true. Ooh, girl. Yeah, blood is never in books. And then Ahmed, in, in a Goosebumps book. <laughs> I know, book. keep going. And Ahmed throws the torch into the the pit, and it starts bubbling, and the whole whole tar pit light, lights on fire. Burst into flames, La Brea tar pits. It's, it's like the La Brea tar pits. He, he throws Uncle Ben into a mummy case and then forces Gabe and Sari to get into a 10-foot-wide woman, woman case. A 10-foot-wide wooden mummy case. This is also I don't get. He just says, like, get in the case, and they're like, okay. okay. And they get in this 10-foot-wide mummy case, closes the lid, and then... They're stuck there, and they have to wait till the tar boils so it's hot enough to turn them into mummies. So Gabe and Sari just... Yeah, there's like chapter talk. after chapter of Gabe and Sari holding each other's cold, clammy hands and sobbing and breathing. And and Sari says, I'm terrified, and Gabe laughs at her because he's never heard she her that I'm frightened, scared. Is the word she right. She says, I'm frightened. And the whole time, Gabe's less concerned about what's going on or if Uncle Ben's alive with more. Of, is Sari going to realize that he's scared too? 
That's all he cares about. And, and they have some, you know, introspective moments. And Gabe says, wow, I'm page 117. He says, I remembered being a mummy two Halloweens ago and how the costume unraveled in front of my friends. Little did I know then that I'd soon have a mummy costume that would never unravel. <laughs> Glorious. Yeah, and he's had his summoner in his pocket Pizzazz. the whole time. Pizzazz. <laughs> Pizzazz. Pizzazz. They sit there for a very long time, and then they realize, oh, no, something's in there with them. Oh, no, it's Uncle Ben. Now, this is the part that makes absolutely no motherfucking sense. Uncle Ben says, yeah, of course I'm in here. You see, every mummy case has an escape hatch for the soul to escape. So when I got when I pushed my, when I got on my escape hatch on my sarcophagus, I walked around the room, and I noticed that Ahmed wasn't there anymore. So then instead of opening up your mummy case, I climbed in through a secret patch into yours, and then I scared you from behind. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Patch. So instead of pushing the lid off, which I guess they can't do, um, they crawl out the tiny, tiny, tiny door, and I like this little moment where Arlstein notes that Sari's lip is bleeding from chewing it so hard. Oh, I missed that. That's a lot of chewing, girl. Yeah. And she must be really hungry um, they and thirsty. Said, mm, <laughs> I'm so thirsty. And they're like, let's take the, the rope ladder out. You know, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, no big deal. But then Uncle Ben says, no, that's going to take too long. Let's yeah. just go down the tunnel. You know, not probably no one's in the tunnel. Just make Ahmed's sure we not, stay together and we don't get separated. Make sure we stay together. And of course, Ahmed's in the tunnel. Of course. With a torch. He pushes Uncle Ben back and pushes them back harder and, and harder and harder and harder until um, pushes them to the edge of the pit. The flaming tar pit. And ha tells them, I'm going to make you jump in one by one. And it's now bubbling with lo those low red flames. Is I'm going to make you jump in. There's also one weird line where it's like the, the red flames cost, cast blue shadows all over the room. Yes. How does that work? Mm, I could visualize it, so I wasn't that upset. Okay. Um, and Roy G. Biv. Okay. They're at the edge of the, the tar pit, and Gabe doesn't even know what he's doing. He he doesn't even know what he 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 doesn't even know who he is anymore, and he grabs his summoner. It's that mummy hand. See, for me, this whole book, when they introduce the summoner, I'm like, okay, the summoner's gonna save the day. He'll have it in his pocket. When do we get into the summoner? When's the summoner happening? When's the summoner happening? And at this point, I'm like, okay, thank you. Finally, it's like, I didn't forget about it. Did you? The whole book, I was just thinking like, the summoner's gonna save the day. Well, sure, of course. Yeah. Why why introduce it without? Yeah. So Gabe says. Um, he doesn't know why he does. He pulls out the mummy hand, but he said, maybe I thought the mummy hand would distract Ahmed or interest him or confuse him or frighten him. Maybe it was just stalling for time. Or maybe I was unconsciously remembering the legend behind the hand that the kid at the garage sale had told me. The legend of why it was called a summoner, how it was used to call up ancient souls and spirits. Or maybe I wasn't thinking anything at all. Sounds like you were thinking a lot of things, Gabe. <laughs> Sounds you're thinking many, 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 many things. Yeah. So he, um, Ahmed says, oh my goodness, that's the priestess's hand. Sure. Sure thing. And then the uh, second scariest part, creak, hear that creak, the creak of my chair. It's, it's the much creak like the of creak mummies. of mummies coming back to life. All those All mummies. of the mummies come back to life. All of them. Scuffling to life. Arms stretch forward, moaning. staggering. Ooh. It's what, a very one scary day, one moment. One point says their hips groaning. Their Ooh. old hips and ancient dust puffing and pouring out of them. Oh my hips. And they stagger, stagger, Oops, stagger. There goes my me. skirt. They stagger towards Ahmed. And, and they and it's, it's very scary it's frightening and they pick Ahmed up and like hold him above the flaming tar pits now why did they go right for Ahmed and not go for like any 
I don't know because Gabe's because holding Gabe's up in, the summoner. Gabe's in charge of the summoner, right? Yeah. And they pick Ahmed up, and they're about to toss him into the the fiery pit. Of and Gabe can't even stand to look at it, so he closes, closes his eyes. He closes his shut. eyes, and then when he opens them. Ahmed is running out of the tunnel. And all the mummies are back exactly where they were before. No. Like it never even happened. No, they're not. He says all the mummies are celebrating by the pit. Oh, they are? Yes. Then, I know I know this for a fact, because that's what I thought too. And then Gabe lowers the mummy hand. He realizes it's still he's still holding it up. And he looks back toward the tunnel and sees that Ahmed's gone. And then when he looks back to the mummies, they're all back in place exactly where oh, they were. Okay, I missed the celebrating part. Yeah, which I love the idea of mummy celebrating. I do too. I just don't understand why they didn't just throw him in the pit. That makes no sense. I think it was too violent for kids. Maybe. I, I think it's still a cop-out. Is, is Ahmed a... in sequel? I don't remember. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, and and they're like, did we all imagine Did we all it? imagine that just Did happening? it ever even happen? Let's I... just go back to the hotel and get a classic Coke. And Siri says, you saved my life. And it's like a sweet moment or whatever. Uncle Ben says, thanks for the helping hand. Lol. So the next day, they go back to the hotel. They have a big breakfast. Mm, <laughs> and breakfast. Gabe's, and Gabe's playing so with the hand. Quick. And Sari's like a little scared of the hand. He's like, I love it, Sari's scared. And he says, I summon. I summon I the. I summon the dad. I summon the ancient spirits. <laughs> and then there's a <laughs> knock at the door. Here's the knock, and he oh says, no. I know, the, the knock is ancient bandaged hands. Oh, no, the dead are here. Oh, no, and the door opens, no, and it's, it's mom, mom and dad. dad. Oh, they're back from Alexandria, mom and dad. Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry Christmas, sweetheart. So oh, Kevin. Let's do, let's do that thing that we love to do, that first. You doing that thing you do. Um, the first paragraph and last paragraph of the book, all right? Here we go. Here we go. This is what we love to do. I saw the Great Pyramid and got thirsty. I'll bet they were surprised at how glad I was to see them. <laughs> Gabe. I had such a fun time in Egypt. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you guys. Thank Merry you Christmas, so much for joining everyone. us on this Christmas Eve. Ooh, just I hope you just bundled up and had a I cup hope, of hot I, cocoa, a I hope cup you, of hot clunkers. I hope, you, I hope you had a cup of hot chokers, just that mm. club of hot clunkers. And you clutched your lover's summoner's hand. Mm, that hold that tiny little bandage, Prince Priestess Khufu hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. But next time, get ready to get invisible. invisible. Ooh. Ooh. So give it a listen. If, if you, you dare. Like a pyramid, like a pyramid, eh, eh.